Drift is made possible by Sierra Sil Joint Formula 14, a natural anti-inflammatory for joint pain with a money-back guarantee. See the details at sierrasil.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to Drift. This is a place, one of peace and no strife in your heart, no worries in the world, where we can take walks together, whether through the woods with Goldilocks or to the pastures of Black Beauty, back into the magical times of dragons with Edith Nesbitt and her wonderful tales, or simply to the hundred-acre wood of Winnie the Pooh and friends. We'll take you on a different kind of walk, this story. One a man takes through his life in this special tale tonight. After our brief relaxation together, and after I thank Envy Pillow for holding our hand and making this all possible so that you can listen for free through their partnership with Drift. Envy Pillow is its own story of two friends registered nurses who saw a way to help their patients recover from facial surgery or even forego it altogether with a pillow made from the best silks and materials that form a gentle V under the face and neck. This duo faced dragons of the TV den variety and came out on top. And you can learn more in the morning about the pillow I've slept on long before Kathy and Kim came to join us here. Go to envypillow.com. That's E-N-V-Y pillow.com. And oh, a happier ending still. Get 10% off anything you choose on their site using the code DRIFT and sleep with the best. Let's get you into a comfy place of relaxation and of being ready to receive. Now, if you are ready, take one deep breath in and out. And now, in again. And as you exhale, Feel your body sinking into your mattress, your chair, your airline seat, wherever you may be. This is a time for you, for rest, for no cares at all. Just be. Okay? Now we're going to let your whole body know this message, and we'll start down at your feet. Now if you're able, I want you to scrunch up your toes. Now relax them. Tense up your calf muscles. And let them go. Now your thighs. Tighten. Mm. And relax. Let's move up to your backside. Clenching. And then releasing. Do you feel the difference? You should start noticing how heavy your legs feel. Let's do that with your abs. Clench that tummy. Let it go. Your pecs, your chest. Release. And to your shoulders. 
bringing them up to your ears and then letting them release down, way down. Clench your fists, then slowly relax and open your hands, wiggling your fingers and waving goodbye to the cares of your day. Good. Make your arms rigid and then let them go. Now your neck. Do you feel little crackles like I do when you tense your neck? It holds so much during the day, so just let it go. Release. Maybe you just let out a sigh. <laughs> to your face now, relax your brow, your eyelids closing heavily, and your mouth. Thank you for sharing this time just for you. With one more big inhale. And exhale. Think these words. I am safe. I am loved. I am at peace. And if you're ready, let's drift. The Child Story is one of the lesser-known Dickens tales. We all know Tale of Two Cities and, of course, A Christmas Carol. But I'm delighted to share this with you as we snuggle in for our own cozy sleep. No ghosts to visit, just a walk. Here we go. Once upon a time, a good many years ago, there was a traveler and he set out upon a journey. It was a magic journey, and was to seem very long when he began it, and very short when he got halfway through. He traveled along a rather dark path for some little time, without meeting anything, until at last he came to a beautiful child. So he said to the child, What do you do here? And the child said, I am always at play. Come and play with me. So he played with that child the whole day long, and they were very merry. The sky was so blue, the sun so bright. The water was so sparkling. The leaves were so green. The flowers were so lovely. And they heard such singing birds and saw so many butterflies that everything was beautiful. This was in fine weather. When it rained, they loved to watch the falling drops and to smell the fresh scents. When it blew, it was delightful to listen to the wind and fancy what it said as it came rushing from its home. Where was that, they wondered, whistling and howling, driving the clouds before it, bending the trees, rumbling in the chimneys, shaking the house, and making the sea roar in fury. 
But when it snowed, that was best of all, for they liked nothing so well as to look up at the white flakes falling fast and thick, like down from the breasts of millions of white birds, and to see how smooth and deep the drift was, and to listen to the hush upon the paths and roads. They had plenty of the finest toys in the world and the most astonishing picture books, all about scimitars and slippers and turbans and dwarfs and giants and genies and fairies and bluebeards and beanstalks and riches and caverns and forests and valentines, all new and all true. But one day, all of a sudden, the traveler lost the child. He called to him over and over again, but got no answer. So he went upon his road and went on for a little while without meeting anything, until at last he came to a handsome boy. So he said to the boy, what do you do here? And the boy said, I am always learning. Come and learn with me. So he learned with that boy about Jupiter and Juno and the Greeks and the Romans and I don't know what, and learned more than I could tell, or he either, for he soon forgot a great deal of it. But they were not always learning. They had the merriest games that were ever played. They rode upon the river in summer and skated on the ice in winter. They were active afoot and active on horseback, at cricket, and all games at ball. At prisoner's base, hare and hounds, follow my leader, and more sports than I can think of. Nobody could beat them. They had holidays, too, and twelfth cakes, and parties where they danced till midnight, and real theaters where they saw palaces of real gold and silver rise out of the real earth, and saw all of the wonders of the world at once. As to friends, they had such dear friends, and so many of them, that I want the time to reckon them up. They were all young, like the handsome boy, and were never to be strange to one another all their lives through. Still, one day, in the midst of all these pleasures, the traveler lost the boy as he had lost the child, and, after calling to him in vain, went upon his journey. So he went on for a little while without seeing anything, until at last he came to a young man. So he said to the young man, What do you do here? And the young man said, I am always in love. 
Come and love with me. So he went away with that young man, and presently they came to one of the prettiest girls that was ever seen, just like Fanny in the corner there. And she had eyes like Fanny, and hair like Fanny, and dimples like Fanny's. And she laughed and colored just as Fanny does while I am talking about her. So the young man fell in love directly, just as somebody I won't mention, the first time he came here, did with Fanny. Well, he was teased sometimes, just as somebody used to be by Fanny. And they quarreled sometimes, just as somebody and Fanny used to quarrel. And they made it up and sat in the dark and wrote letters every day and were never happy asunder and were always looking out for one another and pretending not to and were engaged at Christmas time and sat close to one another by the fire and were going to be married very soon all exactly like somebody I won't mention and Fanny but the traveler lost them one day, as he had lost the rest of his friends, and, after calling to them to come back, which they never did, went on upon his journey. So he went on for a little while without seeing anything, until at last he came to a middle-aged gentleman. So he said to the gentleman, what are you doing here? And his answer was, I am always busy. Come and be busy with me. So he began to be very busy with that gentleman, and they went on through the wood together. The whole journey was through a wood, only it had been open and green at first, like a wood in spring and now it began to be thick and dark, like a wood in summer. Some of the little trees that had come out earliest were even turning brown. The gentleman was not alone, but had a lady of about the same age with him, who was his wife. And they had children who were with them, too. So they all went on together through the wood, cutting down the trees and making a path through the branches and the fallen leaves and carrying burdens and working hard. Sometimes they came to a long green avenue that opened into deeper woods. Then they would hear a very little distant voice crying, Father, Father, I am another child. Stop for me. And presently they would see a very little figure, growing larger as it came along, running to join them. When it came up, they all crowded round it and kissed and welcomed it, and then they all went on together.
Sometimes they came to several avenues at once, and then they all stood still. And one of the children said, Father, I am going to see. And another said, Father, I am going to India. And another, Father, I am going to seek my fortune where I can. And another, Father, I am going to heaven. So, with many tears at parting, they went, solitary, down those avenues, each child upon its way. And the child who went to heaven rose into the golden air and vanished. Whenever these partings happened, the traveler looked at the gentleman and saw him glance up at the sky above the trees where the day was beginning to decline and the sunset to come on. He saw, too, that his hair was turning gray. But they never could rest long, for they had their journey to perform, and it was necessary for them to be always busy. At last, there had been so many partings that there were no children left, and only the traveler, the gentleman, and the lady went upon their way in company. And now the wood was yellow, and now brown, and the leaves, even of the forest trees, began to fall. So they came to an avenue that was darker than the rest, and were pressing forward on their journey without looking down it, when the lady stopped. My husband, said the lady, I am called. They listened, and they heard a voice a long way down the avenue say, Mother! Mother! It was the voice of the first child who had said, I am going to heaven. And the father said, I pray not yet. The sunset is very near. I pray not yet. But the voice cried, Mother! Mother! Without minding him, though his hair was now quite white and tears were on his face. Then the mother, who was already drawn into the shade of the dark avenue and moving away with her arms still round his neck, kissed him and said, My dearest, I am summoned, and I go. And she was gone and the traveler and he were left alone together. And they went on and on together until they came to very near the end of the wood, so near that they could see the sunset shining red before them through the trees. Yet once more, while he broke his way among the branches, 
the traveler lost his friend. He called and called, but there was no reply. And when he passed out of the wood and saw the peaceful sun going down upon a wide purple prospect, he came to an old man sitting on a fallen tree. So he said to the old man, What do you do here? And the old man said with a calm smile, I am always remembering. Come and remember with me. So the traveler sat down by the side of that old man, face to face with the serene sunset, and all his friends came softly back and stood around him. The beautiful child, the handsome boy, the young man in love, the father, mother, and children. Every one of them was there, and he had lost nothing. So he loved them all, and he was kind and forbearing with them all, and was always pleased to watch them all, and they all honored and loved him. And I think the traveler must be yourself, dear grandfather, because this is what you do to us and what we do to you. Ah, oh, such a beautiful tale from Charles Dickens. I wish it was longer. And with that, I will wish you a good night, the best memories, and sweet dreams. <laughs>